I'm Richard. I'm Gareth. And this is the APPC Podcast. So technically, <laughs> it's a very good performance. <laughs> right? And that he's not hyping up stereotypes. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's got its merits. Well, not many, but yeah. No, but can. Uh, it's te- technically. Uh, it's like how Charlize Theron was playing a disabled woman in Fury Road, right? Because they could have. I'm sure they could have found some sort of disabled actress with an arm missing. Or somewhere. But then they would have had to have created a fake arm that works, like hers. Because it's like a robot arm that can do stuff that normal arms can't well, do. They could have maybe CGI'd, I don't know, they could. Something. But they, they CGI'd her. Well, yeah, what I'm saying. It's a bit like, what, can you've, instead of getting someone to CGI up so that she's a disabled character, yeah. why not hire a disabled actor uh-huh. to be in that thing? Yeah. It's good. Like looking at Short Circuit, why didn't they hire an Indian actor? I see what you're saying. But I think with Fury Road, they hired Charlize Theron and then decided, you know what, let's give her one arm. I don't think they hired uh, Fisher Stevens and then went, let's make him Asian. (laughs) No, I don't know. They they, they knew they wanted to paint a man brown before that. (laughs) That's not a perfect analogy I'm giving. No, no, but I I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Why aren't they getting... There should be more roles out there for disabled people and or disabled characters that you don't mention that they're disabled you just get on with it it's why it's a very well written part for being a disabled character because you just you don't mention it she kicks everyone's arses and she's got an arm missing yeah it's all good yeah well yeah well no I mean it's a happy ending theoretically in Fury Road yeah all in all after they rip that guy's throat out yeah fine. well it wasn't using it anyway yeah, he definitely was. It was only it's the only part of his body very could use. Well, that and his cock, because he'd raped a bunch of women. True. Ugh. Well, then he deserved it then, because he's a rapist. Well, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. At what point do you think he's the innocent character? He's good. Hey, they stole all my women. That's not cool. I need to get them back. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> listening to uh, Jim Jeffries thing this morning where he was going about all the good things that Hitler did. <laughs> it was pretty good actually. <laughs> no, but in the fact he was kid sort of saying, yeah, he's got all these horrible things, but yeah. think of all the good stuff he did, like kid, the autobahns and stuff. He got all them built and shit, and, kid, and he's very much not on Hitler's side, but he's just pointing out he can did some good shit too. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a very funny good eight minutes I listened to this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just the people kind the bad guys. No, he's done, done some good stuff. Other than raping people, he's bound to have done some good stuff too. What? I don't know. They just didn't show that. So we're on a more than Joe now. Hmm? Well, he occasionally gives people tiny amount of water. While saying, do not get addicted to water. <laughs> well, it, was, it was really inefficient method of giving them water, though, because most of it did get spilled. Yeah. So it was getting... He could have been a bit more careful with it. Pretty much. Especially if there's a finite amount. Yeah. Though I think the theory is there wasn't <laughs> a finite amount. He was just holding back. Yeah, he's just been that. He can, he's controlling the supply, so it's like, you can substitute water for heroin or something and 
the mm. people for slots or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you, you went to slots I went to ants so yes heroin ants ant slots look what I, they're wearing I would happily watch the sequel to ants if it was about them accidentally <laughs> becoming addicted to heroin oh, thinking yeah. it's sugar or something yeah brown sugar oh no because brown sugar exists and then my analogy fell down fuck it that's the second one in five minutes horse sugar or something Horse sugar. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm clutching the straws. Horse sugar. <sighs> Sweet lady, it's so hey, good, yeah. What we what we talking about? Oh, 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 oh. Horse sugar. We are talking about the uh, first three tracks of the classic 1997 mm. album OK Computer by Radiohead on the exact... Day of the twentieth anniversary of its release in Japan. I'm also we're we're doing this in stages. We're doing the first three tracks now. And yes. So now I have never yes listened to this album all the way through. Yep. In one go. Yep. yep. So I'm not listening to it all the way through in one go. Yep. I'm doing it. We're breaking. We need it. We're breaking the rules, and we're doing this very much like uh, if we were. One of the 10 million uh, recaps of a TV show yeah. uh, thing like Twin Peaks. Yeah. So you don't so get to watch them all. You get to wa- yeah. listen to the first side of the vinyl. Yeah. A.K.A. Eni. Because just to prove they're a little dickish. Yeah. Uh, each side's Eni, Meeny, Miney and Moe. Yeah. Um, so, album, I said, I've never listened all the way through so I don't know half the tracks uh-huh. but the singles from this uh-huh. well everybody's heard of a million times right yes because they were just on everything it was what, Paranoid Android No Surprises and Paranoid Karma Android. Police oh, of course Karma yeah, Police yeah, yeah. that took me a while to. F- uh, I couldn't even uh, pull that one out of the trance and that didn't even that didn't even flick through as a possibility that's mm-hmm. terrible this coffee isn't doing me any good yeah. plus I think it's eating away at my stomach lining now Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did use the hot water from the kettle and not the bleach sitting next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always leave the bleach next to the kettle? <laughs> In another kettle. I know. Oh. That's terrible. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I'd never heard Airbag before. You have never heard... Well, I've never listened to the album, so why would... No, no, but you didn't say that. You said you'd never listened to the album all the way through, and it's the first track, so I thought you'd actually heard some of it. No. Well, the three singles. Oh. This is different. This is not what I thought you meant at all. I thought you'd listened to the album given up halfway through, because that seems to be your M.O. I didn't realise that you'd just never listened to the album. I wasn't really into radio back in the day. We didn't have to be into it. They were everywhere. Yeah, well, the singles were. That's what I heard constantly. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's back when I used to have like the music channels on all the time. Uh-huh. Back sort of in mid-90s. Um, airbag, originally titled An Airbag Saved My Life. Yes. Um, inspired by a car accident that Tom York and his girlfriend were in in 1987. Apparently so. So. Um, I bet where... And also I think there's a point in that story where... Tom York says that he was fine, but she was not. It's a bit of unnecessary information there. Thomas Hart, uh, as he walked out, I win! So I'm to his face with the whole 
Sorry. Sorry, Tom. That's <laughs> <laughs> his face. No, but he's got like... like That's his face. But it's got like a... He's bald that way. Okay. It's not like a Bill's palsy thing or something like that. Or a, no, no, no. I don't know. Like a Polish arm but in his face. Uh, Polish arm. Would... That's what Jeremy Beadle has. Oh, no, that was tiny hand. Well, yeah, is that what it's called? That was tiny hand. hand. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so that was called? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think the doctor's called it tiny hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the 70s or 60s or some shit. They were cruel. Yeah, that's why it was called Polish arm. That's still pretty fucking bad. <laughs> the Chinese pox. <laughs> oh, terrible stuff. Like Tilting of the um, womb. Yeah, I... Like the nice uh, the base work in this is nice simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Around right about three thirty though. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> for some reason sleigh bells turn up, mm. and it goes a bit electronic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it kind of loses me a bit there, but other than that, so a good three minutes thirty of it, I'm enjoying, and then it gets to that bit, and I'm like, yeah. sleigh bells are just weird. I mean, I, f- I first heard it, I was like. Because that sort of kicks in before the electronic bit, maybe a good 10 15 seconds before yeah. it. And I'm like, looking about in my living room, going. Well, for rain, day? No, I just first, I'm like, what the fuck is that going on? Is there something that was looking for? And paused it and I went, oh, okay, it stopped. Okay, so it's on the track. And then went back and went, wow, sleigh bells. Okay. Oh, so not sleigh bells. I'm just, they remind me of sleigh bells. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, but even then, it's just these weird bells turn up and I'm like, hmm, strange choice. I don't know, because they wanted the, obviously, they wanted the track to sound like DJ Shadow. Mm. You know, you know him well. From such works as Introducing, or his recent single that he got Run the Jewels to rap over. Okay. Uh, I feel we've spoke about him recently for something, but I can't remember what. Probably Run the Jewels again, maybe, Parson. Because I say, that single is really good, did, though. We rec- what did we record last week? Sadistic? I'm sure his name came up during that then. Oh, maybe, because I like his beats. Wouldn't that be yeah. good to have DJ Shadow over, you know? Yeah. Or, or even sample the samples of DJ Shadow and turn them into beats. But no, no, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, they really wanted it to sound like uh, DJ Shadow, so they took uh, part of the drum track and turned it into a loop rather than having uh, anything else there. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, spoilers for the rest of the album. I like how this track starts, uh, obviously, with an airbag saving a man's life, and the last track on the album, um, "The Tourist," being about someone who crashes his car because of erratic driving. Mm. So it's almost—it's not a concept album in any way. I don't think. Some people say it is. I don't think so. Though it's very cyclical, because if you put it on repeat, obviously it would. Yeah. Uh, end with a car crash and begin with someone being saved in the car crash. Yeah. Mm. You know, which is cool. And yeah, you can't really go wrong with the, you're right, you can't really go wrong with that cool uh, sort of bass intro that possibly has a cello over it or something as well. Like following yeah. it. I don't know, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. And then there's, uh, you know, the, the, the weird little A chord they sort of play after it before it starts also this is something right it shows a certain bias but I realised that I can still play most of these songs on guitar 
which is uh, buried deep because it's not something I pull out very often. Is my radio head. Also, it doesn't sound right. You have to really play along with a band. When you're playing it on a guitar, you go, yeah, it, it works. But if you play it, you go, what am I playing to someone? They would never guess. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you play that bass riff, which is very easy. Yeah. Because it's one string. Yeah, that's why I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. um, anything else for this tournament? Or? Well, I don't know about no. Probably plenty, but none that I can think of right now. And as, as, we, as this is going to take so long to do, we can always come back to it at the end. Yeah. You can jump up here. Exactly. Um, and see the second track in, uh, Paranoid Android. Which according Possibly, to... Would this be their most famous? I don't know, because you've got something like Street Spirit Fade Out, which I feel was everywhere off the bends back in the day. Well, I think that's one between... If, if you were to go walk down the street and stopped a hundred people hundred people and one of them can, weren't huge Radiohead fans but you were to say you could name them uh-huh. I think this would be up there I definitely think it would be one of the first ones brought up by people I don't think many things after this but you know what it just suddenly dawned on me obviously what probably most people would say Creep um, off their first album okay yeah I forgot about Creep Which, you know, is not a great song. Mm, mm. I don't think they've disowned it, but I've definitely never, you know, seen any set lists where they've played it live in the last, like, uh, like ten years. But I might be wrong. This, I mean, the video for this was never off, like, the, the music channels. I've never seen it. Have you not? No, no idea. Oh, I didn't have a music channel growing up. No. Um, yeah, this was just... I, I probably even like what was it No Excuses the one with the car chasing the guy down Karma Police Street oh Karma Police was that, that was seen a lot as well uh-huh. this one definitely was just always seemed to be on is No Surprises the one with the a- astronaut helmet coming up and yeah and they always killed him in real life yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, uh, I know that one because I've seen that uh, and I've seen the other one. I couldn't tell you what the Paranoid Android music video was. Oh, it was the animated Robin cartoon. Robin from Batman? No, it's a character called Robin. I have no idea what you're talking about. I really don't. No, it's worth a while. No. Um, but yeah, it's the first single released 26th May 1997. Reached three in the UK and four in Ireland. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Apparently the original of this was uh, 14 minutes long. With an organ solo. By Johnny Greenwood. Yes. That's my kind of uh, thing. I did actually contemplate when that must exist somewhere on YouTube. I better look that up at some point. I didn't. But, uh, uh, Tom York described the song as being about uh, utter fucking chaos. Yeah, because I didn't know this until sort of research for this. Huh. So it's technically it's kind of like three songs together yes and then obviously you can, you can see it in sort of like in uh-huh. structure but until I sort of read this the other day and realised it was all written like they each wrote a certain a section each and then 
lumped it together. Sort of well, thing. it was uh, it was based around the structure of uh, the Beatles' happiness as a warm gun, mm. which just kind of becomes other things as it goes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize different people in the band actually wrote different sections of it. I just yeah. you know, oh, it's just, it was just different sections they had that didn't work uh, individually yeah. or any longer. Yeah. Uh, but the, the music on this one I find remarkably uplifting. I mean, lyrically, it's not uplifting, but the actual music mm-hmm. I find oh, yeah. remarkably upbeat, which is sweet. Um, you know, which kind of is a... that sort of pull between sort of introspective downbeat lyrics and upbeat music. Music could almost be a... You know, it's a sort of a what am I saying? Like a factor, like a like a facet of Radiohead's music, anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. he's never been one for <clears throat> upbeatness, but like, yeah. is uh, the music's not always you know incredibly? Uh, <laughs> it was. It's not going anywhere that thought, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and also like. I'm trying to think what the chorus is, if there is one of sorts to this. I mean, it's not, it's not really... No. Uh... I suppose there is, because there's those explosive instrumental sections that kick off occasionally. Um... I'm just going through it in my head now, and I can't think of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah there's that weird uh, not weird but there's that external uh, you know extended final verse you know the one so it's like everything calms down but it keeps going mm-hmm. and it's almost like everything's going to be alright because it's calming down and, you know everything's feeling better um, and then and then yeah just as <laughs> you, you feel like you might actually get away from the weird tension the song's creating then you get that other explosive kind of outro, which I assume would have led into the wonderful 14-minute yeah. organ solo. Oh, no, well, it was a 40-minute um, organ interlude, so I'm guessing that's in the middle somewhere. Well, that would then have been... Well, who knows what the structure was, because yeah. obviously there's two instrumental sections around yeah. that last verse. So. Yeah, maybe we'll have to find it and... I, I don't even think they recorded it I don't yeah. I, th- I don't think it exists there's a couple of uh, new tracks coming out on the day we finish this a new disc gets released for the 20th anniversary edition so it'll no doubt be available digitally as well because yeah. uh, I know there's a triple vinyl getting re-released with a remaster of the album but I don't really see the point in buying it because my version sounds good Fair enough. Um, now, track three. Ah. Subterranean Homesick Alien. Alien. Yes. Yeah. Um, is it another track that I'd never heard? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really have much to say about this one. Other than that, to me, in my limited musical mm-hmm. whatever, it really does sound like something you two would copy. And just kind of, not do it as well as it's done here, but it uh-huh. does. It, I'm listening. I go, yeah, you can, 
Yeah, seems very U two ish to me, but. I know. Obviously, the title's uh, sort of uh, a riff on the yeah. Bob Dylan song, um, "Subterranean Homesick Blues." Yeah. Where Johnny's in the basement mixing up with the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. It's actually that famous music video, music video with the cards with the with words, words written on yeah, it. Yeah. That uh, Weird Al did a wonderful uh, pastiche on, on Bob, where every line was a palindrome. The, including the genius, Lisa Bonet ate no basil. And, you, and then you think about it and go, yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got into Weird Al through the uh, you know no. uh, radio heads, but there you go. Also, in a weird way, it's kind of re- this song's kind of reminiscent of like Motorway to Roswell almost by the Pixies from oh. Tromplemond because that is a song written from the perspective of someone who doesn't understand what the Earth is. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they're writing the spaceship's a car and like, it's it's like, yeah, it, I never had to do this, but I'm sure I read somewhere that Tom York did as a kid. There's an essay where you had to pretend you were from another planet and then write about what the Earth was without knowing what anything is. Mm. I think the phrase is called Martian poetry. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, if you look at the end of the first verse, and it says, like, you know, they, they, uh, they pierce holes in themselves and they, they live for their secrets. That's aliens talking about human beings in general on this. Mm-hmm. And then the chorus of they're uptight, uptight, uptight is uh, obviously in reference to us mm-hmm. as they look at us. Or they, um, yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> I don't know, more synths that were involved in... Apparently it was in, uh, influenced by Miles Davis's Bitches Brew, which is insane, because it's wonderfully musical, this song, really. It's not an atonal jazz nightmare in any way. No. So... But hey, it's nice that aliens would look at us and think we're uptight, because obviously they would be much more advanced than us. Yeah. So surely they are the ones who are the uptight <laughs> ones. But they're more chill. Yeah. Is there something in my chin? Honestly, I thought I just accidentally cracked a nut between my thighs and the noise something just made. You have nut issues today. Uh, not, not my testicles, though. I like, no. Literally a nut. Like a walnut. Possibly a shell. And just cracked it. Like, uh, like, Fam- like Famke Jansen in Goldeneye. Those are powerful thighs. What was her name? Xena on a top. <laughs> what was it? Xena? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not Xena. No. Oh. But yeah, that's the first three tracks. What are you thinking so far? Uh, it's all good. Wow. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from... Well, what? it's possibly like... I say it contains my sort of favourite... Radiohead track anyway because Paradise Under is yeah, yeah. definitely up there um, I just can't believe you hadn't heard Airbag before let no. alone because Subterranean Homesick Alien I'd sort of go yeah that yeah. is yeah, but cool. Airbag is like like a proper classic 
Uh, in my mind. I just, I just never listened to the album at all. I just... I don't know. It passed me by. I one, I don't know how that happened. Two, I don't. I, I find it hard to believe Airbag wasn't a single in some way or shape or form. So, well, not according to Wikipedia, which is where I steal all my information from. Well, they wouldn't be wrong, would they? No. That sounded facetious. But I, also, I, there's. I do mean that when it comes to a Radiohead album, I feel also, like too many people be on it. Well, yeah. When you go to various other albums we've done, or you look through albums, can. The amount of information on the song dwarfs uh-huh. everything else. Yeah. Like they might as well rename Wikipedia Okcomputeria.org. I don't know. I thought it was going somewhere else and it failed halfway through. But yeah, it's the the pages that have been on for other stuff through this. Uh-huh. Even like sort of more like even like band pages for bigger bands or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this I had to just go, fuck, I'm not reading all this too much. Yeah, no, I, I try to stay away. Have you ever heard the, uh, you know, the 33 and a third series? It's a series of very small books. Like, literally, they are small in size. Mm-hmm. And they're all on classic albums. Uh, and there's one on this. Yeah. And it is one of the worst listens. I've never read the book, mm. but I listened to the audio book. Yeah. And it is one of the worst things I've ever heard it is a man who possibly hates music and possibly hates Radiohead and possibly has never listened to OK Computer so as a research goes I don't know how it was ever published but he talks about um, uh, the beats per minute and the drums and the and, and the, the time signatures he doesn't have any heart in it at all it's really weird it's a, it's a proper, terrible, you know what I mean? I feel like we've done better already than... So it's like if somebody did an audiobook of, like, a cookbook that they'd never eaten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Break round thing yes. with, into, but I don't even know what, how, to, how would you describe a bowl? My God. <laughs> This, this makes that Delia Smith How to Cook book uh, seem positively ingenious. You know the one I'm talking about? The one that taught you how to boil an egg? Yeah. My mum has that. <laughs> I never need to learn how to boil an egg because I do not like boiled eggs. How do you know unless you boiled one? Because if had other people do boiled eggs for me when I was a kid and they went, oh, it's horrible, I'll never eat these again. And it never have. That seems like you. <laughs> like egg meal I can't eat an egg meal sandwich couldn't do that if you paid me it's horrible maybe you just haven't had it right even like making it for people at work I don't have to boil eggs all eggs are pre-boiled I just have to have mash them up and, it. and even just the smells of it just oh turn my stomach you don't you, you make fresh egg mayo at work of sorts no the, well you said the, the eggs, eggs are done boiled, and they put in the fridge and then just yeah but the egg mayo is done for other people in our hotel you just all put right, the egg mayo Mash up the egg, add the meal. How do you mash up your egg? I'm staring at you there. With fork. Obviously, you don't make egg mayo like I make egg mayo. You disgust me. How do you make egg mayo? You cut the egg in half. You take out the yolk. I have to shell it first, which is annoying. Well, that you, that you just roll on a table. I mean, that's yeah. nice and easy. You cut the egg in half. You scoop out the yolk. You mash that with a fork. You mix that with the mayo to make a nice sort of yellow... 
paste, right? You then take another knife, clean knife, and you cut up the egg white, and you could do it a lot chunkier. And then you put that through it. Yeah. No, I just smash it. Because I'm not going to have to eat it, so... No, but you should take pride in your work. <laughs> I think that's how much they're hideous. I'm just annoyed that people have ordered room service. <laughs> okay. No, also, if you're feeling I, saucy... I would uh, finely dice some spring onions and put it through it. It really brings out some of the flavours. It's nice. I am um, now the one thing that I do better than uh, is the the microwave curries and stuff that we do on the two of our menu. There's nothing to be proud of here. No, but it's uh, the way. I is do this it. like the way I do rustlers? Well, it's the way I do <laughs> the way I do rice is different from other people. The way they do because they use the little frozen bags. I go in the fridge and find the kind mm-hmm. the sort of kin, the DiGiorno Deluxe. And I stuff a, like, like a square ramekin with it, uh-huh. microwave it, and then tip it out so there's this, you've got your little metal bowl with your curry in it, you've got oh, all yeah. your side stuff, and you've got this nice little square, not almost a pyramid, but not because it's square, um, rice thing. I just think it looks a lot better. Pyramids are square, right? No, but, well, no, but they, they have full they, sides, they, but pointed. they go to a point. Yeah, yeah, so this is not pointed. No, I understand. It's more that. like some sort of uh, rice obelisk. That's a better term. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, I like to do it like that. And the chefs were like, you know, it's not brown standard. I'm like, oh, no, shit. It looks better uh-huh. than just your brown standard slumping rice onto a bloody plate. Uh-huh. And the head chef was like, well, yeah, but it's not brown standard. I'm like, well, if the brown standard order is in, I will not serve them rice looking like that. Uh-huh. But for everybody else, they're going to get a nice looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, they technically get more. I think one of the things the chef is annoyed about is they technically get more rice the way I do it. But I'm like, well, it's just kind of looks better. It's rice. Yeah, exactly. The fuck are worried about? Exactly. So, anyway, that's what I do. Good for you. Well, I, not, not that I have to do it anymore because I'm the boss. So I don't have to make sandwiches for people anymore. I, of course, um, this is like my rustlers where I like to take it apart and put it back together again. I really need to find a better barbecue sauce than the one you get in the rib. Yeah. I'm making myself hungry. I shouldn't do that. We shouldn't talk about it's food today. The in the wrestlers hot dogs you get the, not the proper wrestlers ones, but it's like the cheap ones you get from Lidl <laughs> or Aldi or whatever. The they're already quite cheap. I mean. Right. They come with obviously a sachet of tomato sauce and a sachet uh-huh. of mustard. Uh-huh. But whereas, like, if I'm if I was having hot dogs, mm-hmm. it would be like French mustard or whatever and. No, the mild stuff. With, with yellow mustard. Yeah, sorry, yeah. A French mustard, I was like, well, you beast. No, sorry, but, yeah, but the yellow mustard. Whereas the pouch of mustard you get with the cheap hot dogs from Little Aldi, yeah. it's like fucking English mustard or something. It pours it the same way, uh-huh. but it's like burn your face off English mustard. Coleman's kind of shit. Okay. Which I can't eat. But that's not what you put on a fucking hot dog. Well, you know, I would, but I put sriracha on a hot dog because I'm a monster. You know how I like my hot dogs. Anyway, I've said to you before, you take uh, yellow and red sauce. Yes, I could call it ketchup, but it's barely, barely ketchup, right? And then on top, you smother it with sauerkraut. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Yeah, so, that's where you had. Yeah, that really really was... uh, yeah, that was really... Yeah, we went sideways at the end of that. Oh, oh. I'm giving people advice on 
sandwiches I know. and music. But as I say, it's making me hungry, so let's not do that now. So, let's just press stop. All right.